This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band have studied up on their rivals. Eli realized everyone would be dangerous to talk to, Morgan worried about the unknowns, Atticus worried about a rival who seemed equally violent, and Valentine began to form plans within plans. How will these heroes survive the season and draw the Duke's attention? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the Lizardman Letters You will, of course, note that Versailles is not hosting the opening party, which is quite a slap in the face to the family. However, um, when asked, it is said that Lord Tridimus said, Ugh, a party? How basic. Which, of course, is quite an insult to the balding song. However, when asked, uh, Lady Guinevere, of course, simply had a smile and said, Well, sometimes basic things can be nice, too. I will be shocked if both of them make it through without killing each other, quite frankly. (laughs) Having learned about your rivals, you've returned to the Marnie's song as the uh, the slow facelift on the Van Houten estate begins. Where we left off, uh, Valentine, you had just said it's time to make a plan. So to recap the major events that you are planning for, um, the physical seasons will be changing uh, over the next four weeks here on um, Greybridge. Uh, spring is coming first. With it will come a large welcome party thrown by the um, Balnsong family, uh, followed by uh, the race, which begins on horseback um, and then leads to uh, spaceback. Um, spaceback. Spaceback. Um, the summer season uh, will involve a um, a hunt in the, the Cloud Palace grounds, um, as well as a party. Um, the court party uh, planner will be kind of coming around to all the major houses to hear their pitch in order to determine which two parties should be held. 
Um, so that will be happening presently. Um, in the fall season, uh, there will be the demonstration of art um, where uh, the various heirs can show off their artistic talents uh, as well as another party. Uh, and then finally, um, in w- with winter comes uh, the the dance as well as a final gala where Duke Wickstrup will uh, choose his his chosen mate and they will ascend uh, with the Cloud Palace and with it your chance to hunt Trin Rakai, the Eldari fugitive who is at the heart of this courtly intrigue. So, um, knowing that the uh, the uh, party planner will be coming by soonish, not today, but in, in the next few days, you do have some time to plan. Valentine, I turn it over to you. Excellent. So, it's clear what our goals are. We need to win over the Duke of Wickstrop and defeat the rivals as appropriate, and we need to compete in these various events. The first thing that I think we must accept moving forwards for the sake of redundancy and the overall effectiveness of the plan, Morgan, you will also need to be competing in these various events. We cannot risk Atticus having something occur where he cannot move forwards, which means you'll both be competing for the Duke's hand. However, Morgan, because this is a secondary goal, our priority for you is to perhaps romance or win over one of the other rivals, whichever we don't believe we can eliminate. I'm going to say not Trinimus, a little bit too smart, a little bit too hungry. We don't need to get too close there. However, Guinevere Balansong is a history of emotional tragedy that echoes your own. Use those keys, get inside, crack open the weakness, win her heart. Any objections to this? No objections, Inquisitor. Not an objection so much as a question of assuming a uh, Morgan here does indeed win the heart of the Duke, or what have you, and gets invited up to the palace. How do we join her? As guests, to what I presume will be the wedding. Me, a competitor, as a guest. Well, clearly the two of you are friends. Aristocrats don't always feel the same way about battles as they do afterwards. You can invite someone as an insult to bring them there and rub your face in their victory. You could have an ally where, you know, after a boxing match, two boxers shake hands and say they appreciate each other. Those kinds of conflicts. All right, all right, I see, I see. Excellent. Now, in terms of events we can have on the property, here's what I'm thinking. We should turn this place into something tremendously interesting. In terms of combat, in terms of other things, clearly the king has an interest in those things, and the king's interests will always sway those around him. We could perhaps put up a battle of champions where each of the rivals could bring in a combat champion, we bring in an arena, and then... Lord Van Houten can, in a surprising twist for entertainment value, enter himself as his own champion and offer the others the chance to do so. They don't need to be matches to the death. We're not interested in that. But no. the chance to show off one's <laughs> skills would allow him to put himself, shall we say, above the rest. Right. Would this be our pitch for one of the parties? Yes. I think we could perhaps, there'd been mention of the possibility of a maze. We could set up one of those for entertainment. We could offer drinks. We could offer duels of champions. I, I want to be clear, the maze was not for entertainment. It was to confound intruders. The nice thing is we could confound them with entertainment. We'll build a maze, <laughs> do a fireworks display, a variety of those things. It's a chance for something to be different, something that we know will appeal to the king, which would allow us a greater chance of being selected for the party. And doing so up front could set us up as a, an interesting competitor. Also, Eli, if you're willing to enter as a champion, you could serve the, the lady rogue tradester. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. And Eli's just like an opportunity to like fight and do something he understands. Oh, it would be my pleasure. 
Excellent. So we have the possibility of combat for our two combatants and a game of the mind for the rest of us. Now, in terms of this early race, I overheard through your microbeads, which were on during your mission, thank you for that, uh, that <laughs> there were a number of ships that were available. I don't believe the Marnie's song will be the kind of lighter that has a chance of being able to win this event. Now, you've claimed the armored box for our dear Atticus, a wise choice. Do you believe you could get your hands on that speedier, lighter craft for yourself? It is entirely possible it was supposed to go to another family, but we didn't ask which one, so perhaps if something bad happened to them, that would be a free vehicle. Or if a certain vehicle happens to disappear and then show up at the race while it's being searched for, that kind of controversy might draw the attention of, let's just say, a king looking to be entertained. Understood, Inquisitor. We also need a horse. I don't know anything about horses. I assume they must be exactly like vehicles. Eli, clearly you're our horse expert. Uh, could the two of you perhaps chase down a horse for both yourself, Captain Rawls, uh, and our dear Lord Van Houten? I, uh, I don't know nothing about racing. Yes, well, that's why we're going to try to get the horse as quickly as possible, because you have about, I'm going to conservatively estimate, two hours to figure out how to ride a horse. I'm going to ride a living animal. Yes. Is a horse Oh. Why? Because it's what they say the event is. I don't bloody understand these people. No, I agree. It's completely insane. Why wouldn't they ride perfectly good anti-grav cars? But no, it's... I mean, why ride anything at all? Just simply line everyone up, do a test of their firearm skills, a test of their melee combat skills, have them do some math tests, maybe a leadership question, and then select the best candidate. Again, the now progenium... that's a party. Yes, the progenium knows how to do these things. But these are all grumpy old children who would fail every one of those tests when compared to the average servant. So you ride horses into the sky. Okay. Now, number two. Yes. I don't know nothing about... Hunting. I ain't never killed someone that wasn't trying to kill me with a weapon in its end. Yes, that's why you and I will be hunting together as hunting partners. We'll find something. The other thing that could occur, there are two interesting ways we could play out this hunting game. Obviously, we could work together in the field, bring down a large target for whoever seems to be having gained the most attention from the Duke between the two of you. Make sure they get the interesting kill. The other oh, thing right. we could do which is a little bit more devious, but if one wants to make a show while out hunting and bringing in the most interesting pelt, if one was able to capture one of one's rivals alive and bring them back as the thing you had successfully hunted, I would argue that is more impressive than capturing any wild beast. Would we... Wait, would we skin them for their pelt? You don't need to bring back the pelt. I believe you're bringing back the full creature. Oh. I'm saying bring them in alive shows more skill than just shooting a rival in the face and then trying <laughs> to justify it afterwards. I'm saying sneak up, capture, handcuff, bring back and say, look what I did. I hunted man, the most dangerous game. Mm. Ah, indeed. Otherwise an Ehrlich, I guess. <laughs> Or if we could find some way to attract enough creatures' attentions to attack a rival, perhaps through pheromones, and then rescue them while capturing and hunting all of those beasts, that's also a win. Uh, it's a dizzying plan, sir. I'd, I'd, I'd love to just get the final, <laughs> the final plan on that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure I can handle that many threads, sir. Okay, well, there were two. There was a lot of creatures and rescue someone or capture someone. Or an Ehrlich. 
Yeah, I, let's just not do that one. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good, good, yeah. Unless we can, we can eliminate find, even more, that's Unless fine. we can find Ehrlich pheromones, which I would not be against, assuming that they have those. In terms of the art, I have no idea it's too far out. And in terms of what we will do at the second party, I think, honestly, it's too far out. We need to figure out who are our greatest rivals and our greatest threats, either win them over through romance with dear Morgan or eliminate them politically, financially, or physically in a way that will not be traced back to us. Unfortunately, it sounds like we will be without arms outside of the hunt, but I would believe that our dear Lord Van Houten's hand is something that cannot be disarmed quite so literally or easily. Atticus raises his massive hand. Yes, Lord Van Houten. I also don't know nothing about dancing. Morgan will be working with you on that, because, frankly, I don't know much about dancing outside of the minimal taught by the Scholar Progenium, and Eli does not know about dancing. I'll just say that. Look, Correct. Eli, <laughs> you two will be dancing up a storm over the coming days. I thought that would be part of the plan. I will ask Hughes for some local videos about dancing. Morgan, do you know anything about art? I nothing about this system or what they consider art. I would have to do research. Now, what do you consider art? We're not playing their game. Frankly, we don't have time. It's Atticus. <laughs> I mean, you do very large finger painting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about that sort of art specifically. I only know what things I have seen in passing. Okay, so you don't make art. Eli, do you make any kind of art on your own time? I I write words, but they're just my th thoughts. But uh, isn't writing like, art... Like poetry? I, I don't... Do you write poetry, Eli? I don't believe it's considered poetry. Po well, what's poetry or not poetry is up to the eye of the reader. Eli, I command you to read us a portion of your journal. Just one page so that we can understand the quality of the writing. Uh, I... It's, it wasn't meant to be public. I understand. Some of the best art isn't. Read. Uh, okay. <laughs> Eli goes over to like his area on the ship and retrieves his journal. Uh, uh, just any page? Your choice. Whatever you think is the most artistically interesting. Uh, again, I don't know that it's art, sir. All right, then whatever makes you feel the most. Okay. <laughs> uh, he flips to like uh, the day they like first arrived, like the the first night that they mm -hmm. after they came uh, back to the ship from meeting Hugh and all that stuff. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand these people. I don't understand this world. Why does this world exist? Why was it not destroyed? These are the questions I have, but cannot be answered. Shit, I want a drink. But shit, no, I don't. But I do, but I don't. And then it scribbled. I think I was saying, er. That's quite moving, sir. I'm going to be honest, I'm surprised by the artistic quality of this. Can we capture the inner life of Colonel Atticus Viss? in this way. We must. 
Eli, you'll be working with Colonel Viss each night to capture his thoughts and his feelings. Combine them with your own and put them together in the most dramatically interesting way. We need the quality of your internal life and spoken words so that they can be shared with this society. And Morgan and I, once we have received it, can figure out the most interesting way to visually stage it while Atticus reads the words. All right, Atticus, what are you angry about? Again, we'll do that tonight. Right now we need to figure out the plan. (laughs) So... Seems like we have a plan for most of the events. We have an overall thing. We are going to need a horse, and you are going to need a ship. Two horses. Yes, two horses. That's more accurate than my original description. Good job. (laughs) Well, I suppose we can just ask around again, but if I have enough time, I will just try to... Maybe uh, Hugh knows where to get horses from. This makes a great deal of sense. We could perhaps use uh, a search for a horse through legitimate means and you through illegitimate. It will also separate you up as allied but separate characters within the political landscape of the society. Be of a friendly rivalry? That makes sense to me. All right. May the best uh, fancy person win. <laughs> Indeed. Excellent. A friendly rivalry. And then he's like, Morgan, if I could just speak for you a second. <laughs> to be entirely clear, you will need to be assisting Atticus at every step of this journey. <laughs> I, I am aware, Inquisitor Valentine. I've... Yes, I will help him every, in every way that I am able to. Wonderful. We will obviously not be sharing uh, our quarters in the evening during this time because that would be against all of our covers out in the public world. But we will need to check in from time to time. I will be available to you. Excellent. Well then, it's time to find horses. (laughs) Hey, this is Nero Abagnale from uh, Warhammer 40,000, the Valentine Heresy. And look, if you want to help support us in pulling back the curtain on uh, some of the mysteries of the galaxy, like, uh, you know, figuring out what all this horse stuff means or uh, finding these uh, these, uh, new men, well, we're going to need your help. So for just the cost of a dollar a month, you can join our our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And yeah, for just that, you can talk to other fans in the Discord, swap theories about uh, the nature of the Golden Throne, uh, about, you know, what really happened (laughs) back in the day. You can really get to the heart of things. Or, you know, at $5, you can listen to this very show ad-free, as well as some of our other shows. Uh, At uh, $15, you can add some names to the shows. You can hear your own, uh, you know, names showing up and stuff. And at $25, you can create your very own character who will go with us on some of our adventures as well as uh, getting your name added to the credits, which is a, a good way to immortalize yourself, you know, like like Horace did when he got his name added to the credits of history, you know? So uh, if you want to be like Horace, go to uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And, you know, we'll figure this out together. All right, so Morgan, <laughs> uh, you're looking for horses and ships through illegitimate means. Uh, Atticus, you're going to be talking to Hugh about them through legitimate means. Uh, and we technically have a ship for Atticus because it's the one ordered yeah, for the Yeah, we need one for Morgan. Yeah, 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 no, no, I was just like, we're just horse. They got both. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I don't even know what fucking rolls to make <laughs> for. What's a horse roll, Tom? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a horse stand. Driving. Probably yeah. streetwise for the ability to find a criminal horse. Honestly, I'm thinking about uh, <laughs> yes, I, that that is true. That's where you get criminal bad horse horses. from uh, fucking 
uh, Dr. Horrible, but I'm looking for Atticus specifically because what's interesting is Atticus is asking someone who works for him to find a thing. Coercion. (laughs) I shake him until a horse falls out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take coercion. I'm That's just fine. joking. I just, it can be whatever or, um, you want. Well, but what? How how would I? I don't. Just, I, uh, Atticus doesn't want to be mean. To, no, for I was sure. gonna say, uh, could Valentine, who will have access to a terminal, be ordering things like theoretically have a lot of that? Could he use perception to see if he could identify a business or somebody that they could chase down a horse farm sure. through? Yep, I'd buy that. All that stuff. Okay, and then we can deal with Streetwise for the criminal horse. All right, the most evil <laughs> of all horses. <laughs> A phrase none of us were knew we were going to be saying. Not even Tom, and he knew the horse thing. Yeah. Um, okay, sci-fi so horse. What's the difficulty for this one, Tom? Um, I think uh, we're just going to say difficulty. Probably, honestly, one. There's a lot of businesses, and and just trying to buy things legitimately with money is not a difficult okay. thing. In fact, the only reason the difficulty is there at all is for supply and demand, and for just the this whole the way this planet and the society works is so fucking foreign to you and how you think that like, I'm just trying to imagine someone who like was trained in the scholar progenium and then as an inquisitor having to use the yellow pages and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are there pictures? He knows the administratum. Like he knows yeah. all of the technical, yes. like, yeah. so he has, he's an expert in bureaucracy, but not performative bureaucracy. Yeah. It's yeah. just literally like the, there's ads and things. And it's like, what? No, like none of this makes sense. So yeah. Um, so that'll be that. I've, Surprisingly, we'll not be spending a story point. And uh, neither will we. What? But it's the horse check. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, how will you solve my can you buy an object or animal, I suppose, uh, test? Um, okay, so that's fine. So you've got that. Um, I'd say a boost just for like Hugh being around. I know you're not using okay. him for this, but just like. He'd be, he, I mean, if he's using the terminal, yeah. He's also he's presumably functional. setting you up with, like, the easiest version of all these things. Like, yep. you know, he's, he's giving you the Apple version rather than, like, here's this funky, like, Linux system. He's just like, here <laughs> you go. <laughs> Click this button. This button, make, buy. Perfect. <laughs> make, buy horse. <laughs> make, buy horse. Press the horse button. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything else? Uh, I think that is it. All right, let's go for it. Three success and three advantage. Shit. I nice. Say the yay. Um, rather than nay. Um oh. so yeah, you um you start looking through it again with the challenge, the the real challenge here is that the good horses are very expensive. And I think the minute you see them, um, Valentine, it's like, oh yeah, you're aware that like creatures like this are used in other parts of the Imperium. Like there are Imperial Guard who ride horses. It's just like, okay, bud, like, <laughs> sure, that's that's your jam. Um so, but uh, the only challenge you would face here is that they're fucking expensive to get a good horse now. Mm-hmm. But like money's not a problem for you. So, yeah. um, all right. So you're able to uh, pick up a, I, w- I want to make clear it's not the best horse because the best horses have already been purchased. Yeah. But like a very, very good horse for Atticus. Uh, more importantly, it is a fucking tank. Like it is a big, thick horse, which is needed for our like our big small thick boy, thick boy. yeah exactly. <laughs> our, our uh, big little boy yeah yeah our little big boy <laughs> however you prefer to the short king yeah mm-hmm. the, the heaviest jockey um so um yeah you're able to get the horse uh what is the horse's name right oh this this horse's name is victrix victrix hmm Cool. So you're able to arrange that. Um, Hugh will go and like make sure that the horse is, is delivered appropriately. Again, you're you're living on aristocrat planet, so like horse delivery is a remarkably easy to arrange thing. It's 
not uncommon, um, particularly with with the season in, in place. Um, there is a you probably get pinged with a notice of like, are you sure you want it delivered here? Um, thing just because <laughs> like the Van Houten family is not. No one is expecting any of this. So yep. there's a, a little bit of a like, are you sure you want me to deliver your Amazon package or your pizza to like the dead end street that no buildings are? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You want it to go to this dirt lot? I love this. <laughs> give it give it here. Um yeah. Uh how else will we share it with Splinter? So um, yeah. Uh so that's great. So you've got Victrix. That's good. Um, let's flip over to Morgan and the um the dark side of this. I also feel like you wouldn't be able to buy Morgan a horse or a ship because you were very clearly like the Billingberg, you've probably set up a, an account for Morgan, but like the Billingberg accounts. Oh are, yeah. This are is like all Van designed yes. behind Van Houten and I'm his valet. So there's no way I could do any financial work for Morgan yeah. because I wouldn't. So Morgan's got her, her own little account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Morgan's money. I'm just going to try to press on those new criminal contacts that I have. Of, yeah. Fantastic. Hey, you liked money. I have money. <laughs> Do you remember money? Do I've got remember? more. I got some. Yo, dog, I heard you like money, so I put some money on your money. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, so let's go with uh, Streetwise. Um, let's start with... Um, Let's start with a horse, and then we'll do the the ship separately, just because they're they're different yes. different things. Yes. Um, horse is going to be uh, difficulty two only because you're going through criminal contact zones, right. but I'll give you a boost for um, Farley Finegrove and her kind yes. of network. Perfect. Um, and I'll give you an additional boost for money. Again, like if you guys didn't have money, a lot of these problems would be a lot harder. But being able to just throw crowns at people or thrones mm-hmm. thrones at people just kind of makes your problems go away. Sweet. All right. I'm doing it. Three successes, one advantage. Okay. Fantastic. Um, so you actually get a better horse uh, than Atticus because you're going through back channels mm-hmm. and it's like, this one shouldn't like, my assumption would be something to the effect of like, this horse fell off the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just open a trench coat. There's just a bunch of horses. Um, fell off the truck and like, cannot run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put it down. Sorry. It's now a cyborg horse. They're oh, like, yeah, okay. you can take this one. Oh, okay. This uh, horse has a second lease on life. Yeah, good, good. no, I, it's bionic horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say this is probably a horse that is should be like a former champion who should be used for breeding stock, who is instead, they're like, oh, yeah, we just give you this horse for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because you're like buying it quietly, it's not something you would find in a terminal. Uh, what is what is your your cool horse's name? Starkiller. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Write that down. It's one of those hardcore hor- dark horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Katy Perry would write a song about it. It's good. Yeah, uh, makes good comics most of the time. Um, okay, cool. So you've got Star Killer, um, which also does a hunt. So I just as a quiet aside, I'm fucking obsessed with horse racing names. They're so fucking silly, and the yeah. fact that everyone is just like dead serious. But like, and now, well, I mean, we've talked about this on DD and D with like Alabaster yeah. Tuesday and shit. Mm-hmm. But I just love the idea of like a bunch of aristocrats. In a war-torn future space, being like, Star Killer. My horse is Star Killer. Make perfect sense. I love it. That's right. Yeah, I love it deeply. Um, amazing. So you got Star Killer. Very good. Let's uh let's go to the ship. So I think in this case, this is probably more like a conversation with Farley to see what you want. Are you specifically trying to get that ship? Or like just a ship? I would um... Yeah, let's try and get that ship because that's going to shake things up more and it's going to piss somebody off, which will give us some kind of leverage. Whether that's good or bad, a big swing. So Valentine would want. All right. Uh, Let me roll a d6 to determine 
whose ship this is. Oh. Roll one sec. Oh no, it's Valentine's. <laughs> He's in the races too. This is Gilliman fella. Is he gonna be mad? Um okay, interesting. Um, all right. So you um you arrive back at the um uh at the shipyards and um uh Farley uh greets you. Um uh today she's wearing like l- a drastically different outfit. Um she's yeah. wearing like heavy welding gear. Um so it's kind of like slowly stomping around the place um and is is clearly like uh adding her own fixes that said um the the fast ship you saw previously is currently tarped yeah uh and they're working on uh the one that you've secured for um uh Atticus which I think we can say is um kind of a a slightly more like it's um you have to be able to ride like up and then leap into it so it's probably a single like single person ship, like it's it's got a cockpit. It's not a, a like a, a cargo ship. I was trying to imagine if there was a situation where you could literally ride the horse up the deck and then hop in, but I feel like that would be too much ship. Like flying <laughs> the Razor Crest from Mandalorian in a race seems really stupid. So um, it's a it's small. It's kind of closer to almost to a starfighter mm-hmm. uh, shape mm-hmm. and size. Um, it is a bit bulkier uh, than the one you were looking at previously. If the one you were looking at uh, before looked like you know fancy and and slick and fast this thing is a bit chonkier but it also looks like if it got like hit by munitions it wouldn't crumple yes. see so the, the equivalent of like a well-made car versus like a very affordable car where it's like oh if you get in an accident this thing will crumple to dust as opposed to mm-hmm. like this thing this thing's got some some heft so i guess like kind of a muscle car versus a like a, a, a cheap sporty deal yeah yeah um and so she's working and it's it's ugly like the the work she's doing is is rough but it's fast. So you can tell that like they're not spending the extra time to sand things down and like really it's more like, okay, I'm just gonna melt some metal on this. Good, good enough. Like this will hold. Um, so a bit, bit more of a patchwork job. But as you approach, uh, she just turns and says, uh, oh, yes, uh, uh Captain Varn, yeah, we're 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 still working. Um it, it'll be ready in time for the race, but uh you, you gotta give us more time. These things don't just magically happen overnight. No, of course, of course. I'm not here to rush you. It looks like you're doing a fine and perfect job for a vessel for my Lord Van Houten. It yeah, will sorry suit it looks perfectly. like shit. No, oh, thank you, thank you. That's good. Yeah, I'm sorry it looks bad, but if, if you think you'll be happy with it, that's great news. Uh, it's good news, everyone. They don't care that it looks like shit. And everyone's like, yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see the, like, the, one, uh, the one guy with like a Kuros color scheme, just like, kind of his shoulders fall. He was clearly like going to spray paint the shit out of it, but now he doesn't need to. He starts folding <laughs> up his work. If I see that you are working hard and very busy, but if you have a moment to spare, I would like to have a conversation privately with you. Yeah, I mean, hey, if you don't care how this thing looks, then I, I actually got more time than, than we thought. Um, and so she uh, she pulls a fresh cigar um, out, lights it off her, like, you know, welding torch, throws the welding, literally tosses the torch to someone who, like, catches it out of, out of the air with a, a slight look of horror and then goes to work, like, patching it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's like, uh, sure, just, uh, we'll move away from, from prying ears and then just, like, slow, chunky <laughs> Iron Man walks. Like around a corner, um, and uh, takes a long drag of a cigar and says, "All right, well, what do you need?" Well, I appreciate your help in getting the ship ready for the race for my lord, but I have come here for more personal matters on my own behalf. Okay. Of course, working for Van Houten is great, but I need to make my own name and own splash. You see. Wait, are you you planning on 
on like entering the the race for the Duke's hand. I did not say that. Then you did not hear it from me. Of course not. But uh, you know, I read in the Lizardman letter that maybe uh, uh, you know a cool captain might be joining. Not you, of course, but someone else. So if someone else were to join, they didn't want to use their own ship. That sounds appropriate. Some of those rumblings and grumblings might be true. Uh, hypothetically, then, so you, if you were this captain, if we're talking about this mm. this imaginary captain, uh, that captain wouldn't want to use the ship they arrived in. Of course not. Why would they want to do that? I assumed that captain had a, a cool ship. Oh. Took a big drag of the cigar. Also looking vaguely confused. Like, does that captain not have a cool ship? That captain's ship is for private affairs only. And perhaps this captain wants to take something from someone else, which is more interesting, is it not? Oh, man. Farley's, like, nodding. Like, she gets it now. She's, like, 100% on board. Mm. (laughs) It didn't make any sense to her that you wouldn't want to use your own roguish... Traitorish. Roguish tradester. Tradester. The stir is what I couldn't remember. Yeah. No idea why you wouldn't want to use that ship. But now that it's about taking something away from someone, she's like, of course. Because even though she is, you know, like, much more blue collar, she's still part of the society. Mm. She fucking gets it. Um, So she nods and says, all right, well, um, which... uh, what, what, what are you looking for here? Are you be talking about, hypothetically, the one that's uh, th- that your lord passed on? Hypothetically, the one that might be the newest and fastest and had the best crew seem to make it. Uh, she blushes a little bit. She's like, yeah, they really are the <laughs> yeah. best crew. We're very good. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I feel kind of bad for the guy. But yeah, if you want it. Of course I want it. How do you, I mean, I'm not sure how much rogue traders make, but like, and she like, listen, astronomically large figure. You can pay for it. You have more than enough money. (laughs) (laughs) I could pay for that easily, but I could also give you something and perhaps the keys or entry to the ship slips through someone's fingers. Not your fault, of course. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to need a skullduggery check, please. <laughs> get, get paid twice. Better. You can have. <laughs> the ship fell off the back of a bigger ship. <laughs> yeah. The ship fell, fell off the back of a horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's my difficulties? Um, Okay, so this is going to risk her position in the society and her professional reputation. So I'm going to say difficulty three. Okay. Um, You get a boost for how much coin you're throwing around. Yep. Um, You get a setback um, because she's expressed that she feels badly about this Mm. for reasons that will become clear in a moment. Um. I think that's, I think that's it from my side of things. Okay. Yeah. The only other thing I could possibly get is because I, I get a boost for concealing information. If this counts. Yeah. <laughs> Even honestly, though it's a skullduggery yeah, check. Yeah, that's close enough. I think it's adjacent. All right. All right. We're going to just see how this plays out. Oh, fuck me. One advantage. Okay. Uh, so 
um, at this, like she, she looks kind of pained at this and she's mm. like, look, captain, I, I wish I, I, I could sort you out that way. And, and again, if you've got that much coin, I'd be happy to try and build you one of these as, as quickly as I can. But look, that, uh, Sakatar guy, he's, he's got so little, man. I gotta tell you, he is, he's real hard up and, and the void stain, uh, what their heretical ancestors did was horrible and that got what was coming to him. But, you know. I've always appreciated indoor plumbing and we only have that because that family continues to work hard for us. And I'd feel bad fucking over another, you know, another hardworking crew. And and honestly, this, this ship's the only time I've ever seen that motherfucker smile. So I, I'm afraid I, I, I can't, I can't sell you this. What if I told you that after the race, the ship would be returned to this void center? I would tell you that he would be really bummed to miss the race that he purchased it for and that afterwards it would be kind of useless. Like, look, I'm going to smoke this cigar and then I'm going to throw it on the ground and stomp it out. If you came back to me later and said, I got you this cigar again, I'm not going to want it because what I wanted for is already done. So I think this ship's off the table, uh, Captain. If you want your own vessel, we can try and... Uh, th there's a number of other uh, places. You can also talk to the Balm Songs. If you've got money, they, they might have one of their custom jobs available to you. But really, I've, it would be tough to finish both ships. And the version we're going to be giving Sakatar isn't going to be the version he paid for because we're busy working on your, your Lord's rig. But, uh, you know, i got a reputation here that goes beyond the celestial season, you know? I thought you were more of a cunning person, but I see you were just part of the society. Well, I thought you could roll higher, but, you know, we all have our foibles. She takes a long drag of the cigar and then just blows the smoke in your face. It says, be seeing you, Captain. Uh, and she turns on her heel and walks away. <sighs> all right. What, what is the timing between the horse race and the space race? <laughs> uh it is one race, so it is like you start, you run a course, um, like a triathlon. Yeah, it's like a triathlon. Two, uh, yeah, a triathlon. But everybody thought you could ride the horse into the ship. Yeah, yeah so it's literally <laughs> yeah. like ride up alongside the ship, hop off your horse, hop in the ship, and take off. Now, can you ride your horse fast enough to, to get to Sakatar's ship, ship <laughs> before he gets that is, there? That is that is a question. Figure out how to start it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm also like, can I just come in the middle of the night and steal this ship? But now they'll know it's me. So, fuck me. I was gonna say you, your your micro bead pings. <laughs> uh, Valentine has been listening, and he's just sending a request for a message. Okay, I'm gonna step. Oh man, I I gotta be sure that I'm not anywhere anyone else has any listening Correct. devices. So I, uh, um, can you roll a perception yeah. or a streetwise? Either will work. Uh, difficulty of two. Get a setback for being flustered and another hmm. setback for you were standing in the middle of a town. Yeah. It is very to hard to, to get all the angles of an uncontrolled environment. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> one success, one threat. Great. What does that mean? <laughs> so um, you are able to find a spot where you can take the call, but you're not 100% certain that it's it, it's the best, worst place for the call, if that makes sense. So... Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Morgan is going to find a place and open up the connection. Sure. I think honestly, it's probably close to the ship where they're just making a lot of noise, like banging uh, right, and crashing things. Right. Um, for the threat, I'll say I'll just add a setback to, to a future dice. And that's just from legitimately like, I, I don't think it, because you've got a success, no one is listening in on this, but it's just that like, 
you go over there and it's the classic like one of the mechanics like makes eye contact with you while working and it's like is someone listening and it's just putting you a little bit on mm. edge and that edge will will transfer forward but you can make your call yeah yeah she's gonna make a call and she's gonna put her hand over her ear more and just oh robute does our lord need something yes excellent maintain your cover uh so <laughs> it sounds like you have an interesting opportunity to make an introduction to lady balance song perhaps bring eli as a footman and go see if you can get a custom job but more importantly make a good first impression is there a particular way that I maybe can do that for the Lord? Well, from what we know, she is super rich. Her family died. Maybe don't bring that up. Uh, she's kind, smart, and capable, and people don't like her for no reason. So if she's pleasant, be pleasant. Otherwise, look for an opening. Be charming. People like you for some reason, so play into that. For some reason. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Understood. I will be back around then to pick up Clarence. Excellent. Valentine disconnect. Clang, clang, clang. Mm. Shipbuilding noises. All right. I, I was going to say, I will assume that the, like, voice calls and shit are encrypted. So it's not like I'm just saying this over an open radio. Yes, right. yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are, but in, in the interest of not having full party around all the time, we will treat them like Metal Gear Codec calls where you, you <laughs> like, exactly as you said, Ryan, it's like, if it's the kind of conversation that reasonably would be broadcast, then yes, you can ping in, but it's not like everyone's on an open channel all the yeah. time. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah. So treat it more like I will call you. In this case, I, I will like we've established that you're using open mics for these sorts of things. But um, I mean, once we go to an adventure, we like we're also hiring staff right now. There'll be way too many channels open, and you can't do a thing while you're listening to a thing. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. Valentine has ordered a horse and is sitting around the house paying bills. <laughs> 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 He's just doing a lot of e transfers and like making orders for the property. So it's not pay pal. Why would I want to pay a friend? Mm -hmm. worthless i don't know what we owe this pal but then again a van houten pays his debts <laughs> Sending money. excellent yeah oh man morgan is just sitting there kind of grinding down her impulses and trying to be like mm, this is what valentine said should be done versus she wants to be a shit so bad but she's gonna go back to farley fine grove and I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for your hard work. And I hope that there is no ill will going forward here. Um, and uh, she kind of like looks at you with, with a, a bit of skepticism and says like, well, look, apparently I'm not a cunning person, so I don't know how I could bury any ill will, but the ship will be good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And she goes, goes back Peace to out. welding. Peace <laughs> out. Don't, don't, don't push it. Don't Got to get out of there. No. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, with, uh, a, a dope horse, but no ship, uh, Morgan, <laughs> you, uh, set out to return, uh, back to the Van Houten estate, uh, to collect dear Clarence, uh, and to go calling on Lady Ballensong to attempt to make a first impression and maybe find a ship. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Aplant at the Ryan Aplant on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. 
This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chief Spy Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trap across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now, they're stuck with each other, and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted. We Fix Space Junk is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Subscribe, consume, integrate, indoctrinate, assimilate, degenerate, and watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. <laughs>